0: Hi. Before we start the episode, we'd just like to make you aware right. there may be some inappropriate language and content of an adult nature, but we do hope you enjoy the show. Let's get started.
1: So, what are we doing? So,
0: are, are, I, are you an Apple user? I am. Oh. Ah!
1: <laughs> they have oh, me. Um,
0: do we want to play with Darn? What?
1: You said they want to play with Darn. Um, this is, want... is this is this is going to be an Enya Bingo podcast. Very
0: much well, so. In your endo, Welcome. after after this episode, <laughs> it's the new thing. You want to play a song or what? You want to shut up? <laughs> Let's get under the show. Let's do it. It's over music, and I, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening and welcome to episode six of the Discover Music NIE podcast. My name is Corky, as you know. With me is my co-host, Kendo. Kendo, how are you?
1: I'm good. Good evening. What's Craig?
0: All good, all good. Do you know what I realized when I introduced, not the last episode, but before that, I called you my co-host and not my co-host. Whoops.
1: Sorry, right, we'll let it slide.
0: Thanks. I appreciate that.
1: Are you settling into your new surroundings?
0: Settling in the menu surroundings. The wardrobe's gone. It's See that in the hallway, almost yeah, blocking my stairs. I almost can't go downstairs.
1: You, you did Snapchat me earlier to show me your mess.
0: That is true, but it's well. Has to go in the other yeah. room.
1: You haven't really got rid of the problem. You've just moved it.
0: <laughs> that was the plan all along, <laughs> but that's okay.
1: Right, right. Tonight we're going to hear some cracking music, uh, as yeah. per usual as per usual we're going to have some music from sugar wolf from mob wife and our special guest tonight is darren doherty oh, um good. he ha- he works under a couple of guises, so he's going to be talking a bit about that later on so yeah looking forward to that big time um so you want to get the the first track on the way there corks
0: yes uh we will start off with uh sugar wolf this is called changes it's crazy
2: save me oh, I-
1: So we just played you Changes by Sugar Wolf. Um, We've got another track lined up for you here now um, from a young fellow who got in contact with us, asked us to play his uh, latest single. It's his first single that he's written and recorded. Um, This is Will You Stay Tonight by Charlie Hanlon.
3: Oh.
0: Great Song Kendo, I really enjoyed that one by young Charlie Hanlon.
1: Yeah, great track there. Um, very catchy tune now, Um, hard to believe that's his first his first single. Um, down, a down Patrick Native, 16 years of age. That's unbelievable. That is so. Good. I
0: uh, mean, fu- that, that's that's a catchy song, it's got good hooks on it. And if he's putting that out already, that's his first song. You know, he's only 16 years old, it's only going to get better. And I'm very excited yeah. to hear in like 10 years' time. What he's coming out with?
1: Absolutely, be following in Ash's uh, footsteps in no time. here coming uh, from the the Downpatrick part of the world. There,
0: who's Ash? Never heard of them.
1: Never heard <laughs> of them. I've only seen them about a dozen or more times. Is that all? Oh, just, uh, just, just about the one dozen, man. <laughs> so, uh,
0: no, great, great song again. So does um, say we're looking forward to playing some more of him as well soon, hopefully. We, um... But yes, uh, next up then we have our special guest uh joining us this evening kendo would you like to introduce him
1: i will indeed we have a fella coming in from straban county tyrone and his name is darren doherty pardon
0: another from the northwest i was trying to slip that in silently
1: uh did not work He put me off instead so we have darren doherty uh from straban and he is involved with a couple of musical projects so he's gonna be chatting with us about those so we look forward to hearing from from
0: him now. Without further ado, let's bring him in.
1: Uh, welcome Darren Doherty to uh, Discover Music NI podcast, uh, welcome.
4: Woo-hoo-hoo. Thank you very much for having me, thank you Thanks very much joining. guys. Pleasure having you.
1: Thanks for being a part. So uh, we'll kick off, a um, bit, of, bit of background with your, your music career, how it started, um, how long have you been playing instruments, what instruments are you playing, that, that kind of thing, you give us an idea What's what's what.
4: Cool. No worries. Um, I'm a long time uh, I'm at this now, let's say. Um, so I actually started um, playing guitar and singing in bands when I was 11 um, with uh, a few local musicians that are quite well known as well, uh, which would be Peter Doherty and uh, uh, Mark Donnelly and um, another fella called Corky Breslin. And um oh, indeed, yeah. Absolutely. And uh you know, so and we were doing the the talent shows and all that sort of thing. We were basically an Oasis tribute band because it was nineteen ninety-seven, you know, and uh well,
1: um, what else was it gonna
4: be? Yeah, of course, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, you know, we did covers like Ocean Color scene and the stereophonics were a big band for me. Yeah. Uh we did a cool we did a pretty pretty good career for for children um we uh you know we played uh quite a big shows at the Guildhall and dairy at halloween and at saint patrick's day you know uh headlining these things often you know and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the seafood festival in uh port new as well was up that direction you know we would do quite well um the festival circuit and all and that was all by the time uh, i was 15 so Amazing. um uh, that was kind of how i earned my you know, earn me money, you know, instead of a paper round or working and, you know, what yeah. do you, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but it was a, a colourful way to grow up, you know, in the, in the yeah. pubs yeah. of the pubs of Donegal. <laughs> um, Indeed. But uh, yeah, I did that. Um, so play guitar or oh, writing songs since I was 11 years old, uh, always. Oh, the writing things, that, the, the one consistent through it all. Then uh, about 18, um I started an original band with my best friend, uh, Omar Ben-Hassin, um, and uh, a couple of guys from OMA as well, uh, Jared McCrory and Stevie Rafferty. And uh, it was like a prog progressive metal band uh, called Odium Halo. Uh, because we were super into Tool and King Crimson and Rush and Pink Floyd. Uh, they're all still my my true loves, you know? Um yeah. And uh, so we did that for a few years. That was a real learning experience. We made, you know, it was the first time really being in the proper recording studios, uh, you know, making your own records, learning, learning that side of things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, re- really trying to push something that was original, that we believed in, you know. Um, and then uh, that band then changed. And me and Omar went and had a different band called Tapasaya um, that were based in Strabane and then in Belfast um we,
1: that's an unusual name
4: yes uh, uh, absolutely tap it's a uh, sanskrit so uh we had uh you know uh at this stage i had already had a running i say a running uh, we were doing a fair bit of psilocybin mushrooms um <laughs> so uh you know it had uh, uh so uh and it, you know it led to this we sort of took that kind of thing seriously, if you know what I mean. I know we weren't really, you know, hanging around in nightclubs, that sort of thing. You know, it was something that we took kind of seriously. So uh it led us to a book by Baba Ram Das, a really, really famous book called Be Here Now, uh, which is from kind of the sixties hippie generation, you know. And uh that's where I located the term tapasya. I mean strengthening by fire, which incidentally was the name of the first EP. But yeah, that was in Belfast. Um, we, we relocated to Belfast and joined the music scene up there um, and spent, well, I lived in Belfast for 12 years, but we were active in the music scene up there for about eight years, I would say, nine, eight, nine years. And that was a massive learning curve. Yeah, uh, some of the best times of my life. Um, being up there, that was during when there was a big boom in Northern Irish music, to be honest. Um yeah. That was, uh when and so watching from afar came to prominence yes uh when there was uh, a little solidarity was the big event that they had up in, in mandela hall at the time which has kind of gone down in history now is a, yeah. a really special moment you know when the community had come together and, uh, and supported uh the local scene so right. uh, and that really felt like being part of a movement you know yeah, uh, yeah. It, really, it really did and uh so i uh, had yeah, great times uh as far as that uh, I'm only talking about music. <laughs> Great yeah. times musically. Just and to clarify. Absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, people will be listening going, are you sure you had a good time? Uh, I've <laughs> I, I, I seen you. <laughs> um, but uh, no, and then, so in, in about tw- or 2010, we started a, nor- a Northern Light, me and Omar, after having a year out uh, of the music scene, we decided we want to start a band that was... Kind of based on the principle of trying to spread positivity. I know it sounds kind of naff, like, but uh, it was it was very much the intention, you know. Um, yeah. And we were super in the 80s Rush at the time, absolutely obsessed. Uh, my favorite Rush album is Power Windows. Well, that Moving Pictures. Um, but uh, so it's heavy synths, you know, and uh, and we were quite influenced by Pendulum and the prodigy as well. So you're kind of talking like yeah. a mix between these two things, you know? Um, uh, but we had a, a really good run of it for about seven years. Um, we had got, got good bit of support from radio one. Uh, we did a live session for them. Uh, uh, we played on it all, you know, any singles we put out, got played on it. Um, we, we also managed to do tenants vital, uh, oh, excellent. The, excellent. the same year as or the same day as the Foo Fighters. Oh, um, really but remind me to come back and give out about Dave Grohl. Okay. 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 Oh, Kendall. Kendall Good. Like that. Good. oh yeah. Excellent. Love it. Love it. <laughs> come here. Look, it's building drama for the show. It's what it's all about. We, we can build to it. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> but um, no, as I say, we, we uh, then from our intention was always to make a full album, uh, with the Northern light and, uh, and we did. We started in, I think it was twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen, um, when we first went down to Neil Calderwood Studio in Manor Park. Uh, it's in Tomb, and it's a uh, it's a stunning studio. He's a stunning producer and engineer, uh, one of the best in the business that we have here. And um, and it took us. <coughs> guts of two years really uh you know saving up for studio time going back and forward it wasn't like we were just you know able to go down and spend It, it was graft and uh and then it got to a point in 2016 when I moved to Scotland the band pretty much folded uh we still intended to finish the record and put it out um but my life got in the way and and uh and that kind of leads us to where we are now, sort of, you know. Yeah. So on that on on
1: that uh, break and break and play, uh, do you want You're going to get you to have a play a couple of songs there this evening, or or you you've got the titles there. Um, do you want to introduce the first one for us, and uh, we'll, we'll play that first of all
4: okay yeah well sure (laughs) since we're speaking about a northern light uh it probably makes sense to play the northern light song um and that's a it was the second single that we released from the album it's called paranoia and uh from yeah from the album kingdoms excellent And here it comes
2: Since the last time I stepped outside I've been hiding but I can't hide from my mind yeah. the way they keep repeating All
3: the dumb fucks, shot, locked, shit, fucked, enemies on I've been hiding but I can't hide from
2: my mind
3: As their words grow As my voice grows power
1: Superb.
0: that's excellent i love it
2: cool. that's Thanks.
1: that's that's the sort of thing that i like hearing that in the radio is going like shazam who's that band i want to hear more of that that's that's down my street that um I cool. can definitely hear like little little influences there you're talking about pendulum you can hear those little bits in there you know that's yeah superb it's,
0: i uh i watched that video about four or five times today when i was working and it's, it's stylistically I love it I think it's incredible with obviously the you know the bright background and then you know like the bits where you're singing and then sort of masked over the top of that is your guitarist and your drummer you know and and you singing over the top of them and it's just it looks it's all put really well together I, I, I don't know if I'm describing really what I mean yeah well.
4: I, I, th- I think you are it's um uh, uh, uh the bass player in the band call him Laverty um is the guy who did the video uh column uh is a full-time film maker and um and makes music videos as well for many artists he works quite closely with uh melodion if you know stevie scullion uh melodion is a, a fantastic artist as well that would be well worth checking out you know but i i steven scullion i, I superb artist, but is a super artist but column is a very close friend of, of mine and um uh, a, a tremendous uh filmmaker as you can see that was done it's a own. very very professional looking video now, I I, i'm not i'm not joking that was done in our practice room in west belfast uh in front of one black sheet with uh with um with a set of lights and the rest and he did everything by editing it editing it he's an absolute <laughs> wizard like um, that's a talent oh oh no doubt it's um he actually made a film for Stevie for Melodian. Uh Stevie went to uh, Steve Albini to record an album, uh, mm-hmm. obviously from Pixies and Nirvana yeah. fame. Yeah, um, and they brought Column along to document it, cool. and, oh, wow. uh, and he made a he made a short film. Uh, well, I say short, it's like an hour long, you know, um, yeah. about about that experience. I think it's called Document, actually. Um, but um, yeah, uh, uh, the amazing thing for personally. Um, like me and omar would handle the majority of the the writing of the music you know uh it was it was kind of where we where we met um colin would very you know i did of course you know uh, but um the visual <laughs> side of things was, was very much uh you know his forte uh-huh. and and from a writer's point of view conceptually, it was just an absolute dream because obviously uh we'd written the song lyrically it's about you know the fear and paranoia and you know and uh, trying to to find comfort and sound, you know, and 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 getting back to the, your community on the dance floor and and being together and music and that. But he took the idea of paranoia and you know obviously ran with it with our heads and what's going on inside your head and it yeah. just was. Ah, uh, I, I, I was so impressed.
1: L- l- literally took a step outside the box for that one. Like
4: it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, something I was we never took it for granted at the time to be honest like we were like because he made the video for kill it as well which was our first single and then uh when i started the heathen choir um he came down and made uh my first music video for the heathen choir as well which is called heathens Very good. um awesome. you know and uh which is on straban bridge you know the vagina bridge uh, <laughs> uh yeah, you know.
0: Uh, as as a not non straban native, or anything, I don't, don't understand. Is that a reference to something? The
4: uh, vagina bridge. The vagina bridge. Yeah, it, it's, it just looks like a big vagina. Um, uh, the big okay. bridge. It uh, c- connects the Ballycullen to the head of the town. Um, okay. Maybe it's just me, but you can look in the video. You can check it out.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, as I, said, but, uh, I mean, obviously, me being from dairy, I'm not aware of that being a, a term or a thing. So
1: I'll be honest, I've never heard that term before. But then again, I've never been to that bridge before either. So
4: uh, no, hey, Come here. It's not like there's a whole load of people on the Buster Bank calling it that. It's well, pretty much just me. Uh, uh, so you're you're welcome. After, after this episode, <laughs> it's the new thing. The vagina bridge. I, I
0: I'm, going, I'm going for. I'm going for a over tomorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, a great, yeah, it's great so- video, and it's great that, as you say, you know, you have calm, and, and you don't, because it's it's the kind of thing that you know. If if I was in a band now I, I'm tra- I'm thinking of what everything to do. Yeah, and you know, it's great that you don't have to. You know, it's not even that you have to have ideas. You don't even need to worry about trying to have ideas, because he's already got a million. You know, that, that he might say, oh, well, this one might go with that,
4: and let's try it. See, to be honest, uh, uh, always, there was always ideas. The only problem we had is that we couldn't always afford to pay him, you know what I mean? And, uh, and it was his livelihood as well, do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. uh, so as much as he's in the back, you know, and the amount of hours that he spent on that, do you know what yeah. I mean, is unreal do you know what i mean so but i uh i suppose that's the great the great thing about the collective you know when you when you do put a group together where because omar's role was songwriting but also he was the electronic producer in the band do you know what i mean so um so he did all the demos he made all the click tracks for us to play live with he did you know so i suppose it was a good example of a you know a good unit
1: i so you were obviously you started off with the collective of uh a northern light and then you've progressed on to your solo project, I suppose you would call it, just under, under the alias of, uh, Eden Choir.
4: It started because I suppose I'll quickly, uh, go over from what happened. So I was in Scotland and, uh, I, basically a real severe drink problem, uh, and, uh, heavy duty mental health issues as heavy duty as you can get really. Um, and in February of 2017, I hit rock bottom and, uh, and stopped drinking and um, within a lock of weeks I had left the relationship that I was in because it was bad for both of us like you know that, yeah. you, know, you tend to find that like you know what I mean and uh, I had left the relationship I had moved from Glasgow back to Strabane for the first time since mm-hmm. I was like 20 and um, and I had dyed my hair blonde uh, one of those was a bad idea <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but well, um,
1: let, let's let us let, just look at that and go. Well, you're still in Strabane. <laughs> still sober. Uh, you well,
4: know, yeah. so, uh, But no, still uh, yeah. The blonde hair was a bad move. But basically, uh, that happened. So that was the big turning point in my life. So what, yeah. when I when when I came home to Strabane, I came home to try and get straight to 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 do things that I'd been making excuses for not doing, and you yeah. know, like uh, that was a lot of of where myself sort of disdain came from, you know, from, from not fulfilling potential from, you know, because I've been doing it since I was 11 years old and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, but I was also giving myself too hard of a time as I later found out, but uh, we tend to do that. But no, when I moved home, I moved into my mother's house and uh, at that stage I, I moved home with a guitar, an acoustic guitar, a laptop, and some clothes. And I decided I was going to make an album. Uh, I didn't have a clue how to produce. I, I'd never recorded anything in my life. Um, so, but I thought that's not an excuse because um, I was now Mr. No Excuses anymore. You know what I mean? That was my yeah. thing. I, was like, no. <laughs> like, I, I didn't have any money. That was an excuse. Uh, so I had a laptop, I had a guitar and a microphone and I started and uh, to put myself under pressure, I made an announcement that I was going to release a song every Friday until the album was done. Cool. Um which I did do. And, uh, it was heck excellent, (laughs) but, but it was about, you know, uh, you know, setting yourself standards and targets and, and trying to keep, to keep to them, you know, and and when you're getting sober, when you're going through recovery, that's so important, you know, it's, it's massive. Um, You had, you
1: had set yourself out your own motivation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, as you say, if you didn't have that, then you wouldn't have had any, any goals, any, any life targets or anything else to keep you going.
4: It's, uh, Indeed. I, so I suppose for me, what I can, it's difficult to sort of get the right to the crux of why you were able to stop, you know, what I mean, like it's, it's very, it's difficult, you know, but for me, it definitely was, I felt like there was something I was meant to be doing, you know, and, yeah. um, and, and doing to a high level. Uh, so, as I say, when I came back, no <laughs> excuses, and I was sick of of talking and not doing. I know I, right, yeah. I I was kind of surrounded by that all the time. You know what I mean? Like there's people who would say stuff and I would say stuff, but not do anything, you know? And uh, so that's why when I finished the album, I called it What You Do. The album was called What You Do instead of What You Say. It's What You Do, you know? Right. And yeah. uh, But it was also uh, about what I do. You know, it's remember what it is you do, man. Don't be getting, you know, don't be you got sidetracked by all these things, by your addictions. You got sidetracked by all these things. But what is it you do? Well, what do you yeah. do? And, and I, I know, you, you know. Music. Yeah, man. And uh, so, and, and that was a massive learning curve, putting out that record, you know, and uh, put it in band camp. I got lots of support in Straban, mass amounts of yeah. moral support um, from Andy Davidson in the town, lending me gear to, to get me started going around the bars to be able to make some money. Uh it was just moving back to straban was the absolute right move at the right time for me um, which i wouldn't have believed when i was 18 because i despised it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but uh, yeah and then, but, just, I,
1: but it just it just shows you like that kind of that sense of community in a small town like straban because yeah. um, i i know how highly you're held in regard by fellow musicians that i know in straban from anybody that enjoys going to watch musicians in straban and your name is right up there you know <laughs> So just like hearing you talking about that sense of community, people looking out for you, you know, it's there, you know, what I, mean?
4: I, I I walked on the Desi rallies, and I have to really state like, you know, when, when you get sober after <laughs> drinking yourself to death nearly, uh you're incredibly vulnerable, you know, and uh I incredibly it's like being shot out of the womb again. Like, you know what I mean? You're you're so, so vulnerable. And and I came down and rather than judgment that had Chris Henry and Dicey Riley say to me that I could have an, uh, put on a night any night I wanted, uh, a, a songwriters' night, a singer's night, and it, the kind of support you could only dream about. Now, if I, Ham's that guy
1: though. Ham is that guy.
4: He is. He is. Yeah, uh, I see it. He's that guy. Okay. He's a, been a good friend for a long time now, and uh, I, as I say, it, it, just the level of support that I got was incredible. You know what I mean? And uh, and I'll never forget it. Um, but yeah, putting out that album was massive. Then when I made the record. Um I wanted to go and play it live. Now, me yeah. being me, me being me, I couldn't just make a, a bloody 12 12-track 12 acoustic album, you know, like <laughs> I, that would have been the right thing to do. But no, yeah. no, I I just got to, I've always had I'd hear bands in my head, you know. I mean I hear more instrumentation, I hear it's just the way I, I like things like that. So when I came to play it live, I had to put a band together. So what I did uh you know, asked a few people. I was very lucky that some great, great local musicians said yes to doing it. And I came up with a name. So the Heathen Choir. So it was Darren Doherty and the Heathen Choir to start with. Um, Mm -hmm. And then slowly, but surely I morphed it into just the Heathen Choir because of course, I don't really want my name knocking about
1: like, that's not uh, (laughs) Not Noel Gallagher and his high flying birds.
4: No, man. Uh, it's, uh, um, honestly, I think as well, uh, My one of my favorite things in life, not even writing, is naming things. I love naming things. And um, I love naming me songs. I, I really do. It's like, I, I think there's a, like a science to it. I, I, I truly believe that when a song is written, there is a correct name for that song. I agree. Mm-hmm. You agree? Yeah.
0: I agree,
4: 100%. Cool. It's like, it, it's just a matter of whether you can find it or not. Yeah. You know, it's like... yeah. And, I think sometimes, you know, I've named songs and I've known that's not been the right name for that song. Yeah, there was,
1: there was, um, I I don't know if we discussed this on another episode or not, but um, I know we've talked about it before, but, and I can't remember what, what the science behind it was, but Billy Corgan had a mad way of naming his songs. But it was like, it was like, uh, there's so many links you know but it made sense once once you knew what it was it made complete sense but i i I mean i'm gonna have to read this what it is again so i can explain it properly but but um yeah it was mad because the song the song titles weren't you know as you always expected to be in the chorus or the first line or or, you know somewhere like that um yeah most of most of their song titles aren't actually in the song at all
0: you can have all the bad names there's certain bands that i don't like i'll not listen to a track because the name, I think, that's a terrible name. What are you singing about? And as Kendo was saying, the track title isn't always mentioned. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah. in the song. And it doesn't have to be what the song is about or anything like that. But you can get bands that, you know, they'll name the track this. I think like, that's, why? That's horrible. Why would you do that? Um, there is one that um, Kendo might follow out with me about. This will be interesting. Um, I'm listening. I'm just going to look it up to see if I can find it here. the the, the title of the song of the debut album, the, the song is called "Weenie Beanie."
4: Yeah, first first Foo's album. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I don't like it. I, I won't listen to it because I don't like the title. I thought uh, Keanu, you're, was... you're
1: weird, but you're but you're weird like that. It's the same. like there was something <laughs> the other day you said like that too, and I was going, that's just a ridiculous reason.
4: I, I, I really don't I was trying to put off getting stuck in the Dave here. Um, but uh you know if you're gonna team me up like that oh, um, oh, it, uh, earlier, so let's do this. Uh, no but uh, I I no I, I think the first and second and third Free Fighters albums are fantastic. Uh I I really enjoy them. I enjoyed them massively at the time as well. No, I'm not I'm not a, a guy of oh I love the band when they were small. I just I'm not that guy. I, I will fight On behalf of stadium bands, uh, because I believe that's an art in itself. So when a band changes from becoming a garage band, an indie band, and then when they have got millions of fans and they have to go and fill a stadium and write music for that, I believe that's a different art that people just don't value, you know, but uh, in saying that, I I just, no, that night uh, we were playing Tenants Vital. What happened was I was really looking forward to seeing the Foo Fighters because I would never seen them before, you know. And uh, they played three hours, and the Foo's were unbelievable. Like it was, uh, it was unreal. Like they sounded class and everything. But what it was is that Dave went on a bit of a a rant about electronic music, you know, and about uh right. about uh you know things not being the way they used to be and all. Uh, I I can't get on board with that stuff at all because like you know he was in Nirvana. Do you know I me? Mean? Like uh, talk about. Being at the cutting edge, you know, of, of popular music, like, and then all of a sudden, within a couple of years, suddenly you're the old man, like, you know. What I mean, I just personally, I was like, right, that's weird. I, I, you know, on top of that, then just to to completely back it up, a few weeks later, and I mean, he really went to town on it, like, he was, you know, right. like you know, and, and then a few weeks later, he was at the MTV Music Awards playing drums with Dead Mouse.
1: All right. Oh shit.
4: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, but for, well, for, first of all, it's not really his form, the. To have that ramp, but I know he has on occasion. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. But yeah, it's a bit because he has he's played drums with a prodigy as well.
4: And come here, don't get me wrong. Like I'd be okay with the, with all the hypocrisy if he still wrote a good tune. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like I, I, I you know, but uh, I can't. Nah, it's uh, it, the pretenders. The last thing I heard that I thought was class. Um, I'll be honest. I, a lot of the
1: thing, a lot of the singles I like, and the first three albums, yeah, I, you're really good. But like a lot of the stuff, I. The, the singles are mostly oh okay. you know, they're all right, but they're not, they're, as you say, like the Pretender and all that stuff, you know, the, the stadium fillers and, and all that, but yeah, the, the recent album, there's, there's some good tracks in that recent one, but there was the the ones, as you say, went back to be recording in the garage and all those sorts of stuff, and, bits and there's bits and pieces are all right, but the, it wasn't the true form of the band that you, Grew up, that I grew up listening to and loved. Yeah, those they, first they the fall into
0: the trap, the <clears> trap, and all those type of bands fall. And there's, you know, they do so well, and that's because they're confined within the smaller space, and then they have to write singles, and and the, a lot of bands do write great singles, but the albums not solid. You know, they'll have.
4: I yeah. have 10 or I, 11 I,
0: tracks in 2 or 3
4: yeah. that were just fuller. Honestly, it's not a hell I'm prepared to die on. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. uh, and come here, uh, music's subjective. Everybody, you know, oh, you know yes. loads of people love them. I, as I say, I just, uh, there, but, there's an element of like, I don't. It's be, it's a fall from grace. That's the reason, right? It's because yeah. uh, it's because it was held in high esteem. Do you know what I mean? That's what it is. And then it's like I even I really like the documentaries they made. The Sonic Highway was yeah. one. I thought the documentaries were great. I thought the album was awful. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but like do you know like and again that made me think it's like okay so he's it's like each album has to have a gimmick now, no. you know it's like yeah it, it's like you know every album has to have a gimmick and you generally tend to find that's when the songs aren't that good. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Like,
1: you uh, No, I was gonna say for me, if you compare the likes of right Oasis, right? Now again, I kind of slipped off a bit towards the, the last few albums. Too, I wasn't like... as keen. I wasn't as keen on. However, you look at the first three or four albums, and the the albums and the singles, and then obviously the B sides off the of singles. Jeez, it's like. You know how you know how many B sides do you know by Oasis and how many B sides do you know by the Foo Fighters?
4: No, no, no. Gallagher was drinking from some sort of magic fountain for about two years, and he wrote all those songs in two years, man. Oh, and he, he he was he wasn't drinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they fell into the trap as well. They yeah. started the likes of like your little by little and Lilands. You know their stadium songs and and the, the album. I, I mean, I'll I'll always be a fan. The last album was the only one that I really listening I thought no nah, I can't but I'll back all the rest of them all day long for my own personal opinion yeah. but but you do hear the decline in it and it is it's fallen that trap where they have to write an alert don't look back in anger and another wonder wall and another rock and roll star and it's expected of them every time yeah and all the bands they all fall and it as well with the Foo Fighters I seen them once live in 2005 and I vowed never again I see them. <laughs> it was because Dave Gro would sing a verse, and the verse has four lines in it, and he would sing the first three, and then half of the last line, and the second half of the last line, and would be like, "Yeah, come on, you know," and jeering everybody, you know, getting everybody riled up.
1: I remember, you, I remember you telling me this.
0: And it's every every verse of every song, and I thought, "You done that ten songs ago, mate. Fucking leave it alone." Yeah. Man. That being no. said, in the same gig, I seen him doing uh "Everlong" acoustic. Well, he had an electric guitar, but he played it just him on the electric guitar. And then after that, the rest of the guys went off, had a quick drink or smoke or whatever, and they come back on. Taylor Hawkins come out with a guitar, and Dave Grohl played drums, and they played one of his own songs. So that was pretty incredible, too, to see those two back-to-back songs like that.
4: That's a, he's a, Taylor's a big fan of Rush, um, like any self-respecting drummer, and um, a big fan of Pink Floyd. No, it's a... a come here, look, like, hey, that is what it is, you know?
0: Aye. What's that? Uh, Let's move along. I say <laughs> <the> Best, best <laughs> band name ever. <laughs> Taylor, uh, Taylor Hawkins and the Co-kill Writers, the best band name I've ever heard. I love yeah. it. It's incredible.
1: I know it, It's quite laughable, and Dave Grohl always goes off about it. The Foo Fighters is the worst name of a band ever, and he goes, I never thought it was going to be successful.
0: But yes, we, we digress again, as we do. Uh,
1: we should, as per usual.
0: We, we should name this the Digression Podcast. Kendall, is that an <laughs> idea, maybe?
1: i will be
0: for the season two. Um, but yes, we shall. We'll, we'll move on. Um, as you mentioned, obviously, then you're in your sort of your solo project, uh, Heathen Choir. We have a song we're going to play for you now. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it?
4: Yeah, uh, this is a, a song called "Petrol Bombs and Songs, um, and it's the opening track uh, to a live album that I uh, put out last year. Um, yep, a live album recorded in 2020. Excellent. Uh, um, I, who who would have sure... known? I'm not sure if I'm the only one, but I might be. Like I would say, I'm a, a short, a small group, but it was um the song itself. Uh, it's a, it's definitely like the, the the kind of way I like to start shows. Um, a really, really, really atmospheric build. Um, creating an atmosphere, you know. And uh, the songs, uh, it sort of draws on growing up in uh this part of the world. Um, it's kind of about the juxtaposition between being proud of where you're from yeah. and not being proud of where you're from. And, yeah. uh, and I mean that both in a sense, geogra- or geographically and personally, you know? Um, and, uh, and I you know, there's like, it sort of sits somewhere in that, you know?
0: Yeah. And with that, I mean that the title again, did that I mean that explains perfectly. What it is. yeah, uh, But yes, this is Petal Bombs and Songs and here it is. you. Mm-hmm.
4: that I need you, the threat of a faction.
1: Ah, uh, brilliant. I loved that. First time I heard that. Loved it. Love it. It's a As, great song.
0: If I didn't know that it was a live version, I was expecting, like, sort of halfway through, you know, the drums to come in and start getting heavier. I could hear strings, I could hear everything on it. And it's, it's, yeah. Had it not been uh, obviously a live version, I would have been expecting that. You have a gorgeous track, so it is. And yeah. It's really, like, your writing is very poetic as well and you know everything you explained before the song you know what you can see where that all comes from
4: it's very yeah
1: there's a real real narrative to it like it's you know, just listening just sit, close your eyes listen to it beautiful
4: thank you thank you very much it's um hi it's uh my it's interesting because when as i mentioned before when when i was in the northern light uh we had kind of a mission statement do you know what i mean so like um we had you know criteria so for example um there's a song on kingdoms called march into the light and when i when i was writing that song i it was i was in a very bad way like i, I was broken i was hearted. and uh, but because <laughs> halfway through writing it when i would i come to the like the pre-chorus my, immediately in my mind I thought well if I'm going to use this for a band the band it needs to have it needs to turn you know it can't just be sad do you know what I mean so yes. like mm-hmm. uh so that's why then the chorus went poof you know what I mean and it's about mm-hmm. and that's where that so that was uh, the criteria I was writing for whereas and with the heathen choir with my own thing now it's it's a bit more it's kind of it's it's very autobiographical um it's oh, yeah um I'm a absolutely enormous uh, frightened rabbit fan. Um, uh, Yeah, I've seen them ten times. Uh, Met Scott Richardson. uh, uh, Absolutely devastated by by his death. I mean, absolutely devastated. Um, And uh, and I would have the. I felt very much a kindred spirit there, Um, as in somebody who said things that made your blood curdle. Yeah. You know, uh, and I kind of like that moment in the song. You know, if you can say the one thing that you know that maybe you shouldn't, <laughs> you know, what I mean, and yeah, know you, uh, mean, no. you know, and like, uh, that's uh, so the heathen choir, yeah, that's kind of what I'm, I'm uh, the road I'm on with that band, you know,
1: yeah, Fr- Frightened Rabbit. I, I unfortunately only kind of discovered them somewhat uh, a short time you know, before, before sadly, he passed away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, very, very sad even to read about it. As I said, I only just discovered the band I was reading about it. I was like, oh, that? like, that's so sad. You know, it's such a sad story, you know, that that's happened, you know. Um, and, and for anybody, obviously, uh, it's, it's awful to hear those things. Um, but whenever you kind of have that, obviously, it wasn't a big connection for me, but it was, you know, you've made that discovery and there's that sense of connection then. You sort of go, oh, yeah, it's awful.
4: The, at- <clears throat> the first time I seen them was in Mason's upstairs and there, upstairs in Mason's very special nights. You know, I I was, I didn't know that much about the band at the time when I went to the gig, I knew a few songs and really liked them, really liked them from the word go, you know, but I seen them 10 times, as I say, uh, in different places. I seen them in Glasgow, Galway, uh, lots of places, but something happened at those shows um, that I don't think I'll ever be able to get again. Um, And that was, Scott said the truth, uh, no matter how ugly it was. And the thing is, there was a victory in saying these things together, you know, saying I want to die together or mm-hmm. saying I might drown myself tomorrow together because he didn't. We were there together singing about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There was there was a victory and a communion in that. And I'm not joking, it it got me through a lot of the darkest times of my life that there was this yeah. guy who felt the same, you know. Um, and I am far from the only person who felt that way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, there's a, a lot of people that uh he's got a charity set up in his name now. Uh his music will live on, you know, forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I it's uh it's it's one of those things for listeners whenever
0: you know they're saying about things again. I get that. <laughs> I know what he means, I know what he's thinking or feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like he's singing to me.
4: You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of one of those. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It was uh, like when the last album came out, I was living in Glasgow and they're a Scottish band. Yeah. And uh, I, I was living in Glasgow and I, I was knee deep in alcoholism at this time. And a lot of that last album, Painting of a Panic Attack, he, he talks about it openly, like one of the songs called I Wish I Was Sober. You know, and uh, and the first song on the album is called Death Dream. Like it, it, it's it's it was that he, he wasn't pulling no punches, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, 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 like at the time when the record came out, I was simultaneously comforted but also worried about him, you know, yeah. um, and rightly so, as approved, you know. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think that was the biggest. The biggest fear was that, like, for the band and the family and and everything else, friends and so on, was I think everybody kind of knew but didn't want it to be true. Yeah,
2: yeah. So
1: you know, uh, that was kind of that was kind of a thing.
4: It's a. Uh... I know I, I, honestly, I, I, I always in my cover sets or even in my original sets, I always try and play one of the songs. Um, I will well for the rest of my life. Um, I've got a chest tattoo right here. Um, uh, that was horrendous to get, uh, Oh man. Uh, I did not think that through, but, um, uh, and, uh, you know, it's kind of romantic now, but, um, yeah, no, yeah. As I say, to to bring it back to the, the heathen choir and what I was talking about, uh, funnily enough the, the first song on, on what you do on the album that I wrote when I came home or that I recorded uh the first song's called tiny steps and um and no joke but that's a, that that I wrote that song in Glasgow the day I stopped drinking and that in the process of writing that song I made the promise to myself yeah. like it was and it's crazy that I've got a song <laughs> you know yeah. that that I can literally sing that that, that process in my <clears throat> mind happened like but it yeah. did and um and I'm very grateful for it, but there's a lot of Frightened Rabbit about that. You know, like, uh, if you listen to that song, it sort of goes, it, it climaxes in, like, the repeated line at the end, which, you know, they would have done quite a lot. Like, uh, and I have another song that a lot of people like called London Bridge, and that's almost my top of the cap to Scott, you know what I mean, because... He's a Scotsman and, yeah. and uh, you know, and uh, he just he had such a massive impression of my life, you know, and I'm going to cry. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, uh, change the subject.
0: Um, something that oh. we, we ask a lot of people too um, is good and bad gigs that you've either been to or you've played at. It's quite an interesting, we, we've had quite a few interesting conversations around that. Do you have any particular standouts that either somebody you've gone to see or that was particularly good or bad or, something you've done that been particularly good or bad?
4: I've been tons of really brilliant gigs. I remember actually, uh, I was telling the story recently. In 2002, um, I was 17, and me and my friends went to Dublin uh, to see Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. And uh, oh. that was the Point Depot at the time. Uh, and it was uh, the In the Flesh tour he was doing in 2002. But I was 17 and a little over-enthusiastic. All right. And a little very drunk on Buckfast. <laughs> and uh, uh and uh, when i say a, a little over enthusiastic i'm massive really massive understatement uh, uh essentially <laughs> the gigs uh, about three songs in and i'm obviously drawing a lot of attention to myself and the bouncer grabs me and chucks me out and i remember the daylight never you know just cutting under the oh, like breaking the the facade of the gig and everything yes. and mm. uh, and luckily enough one of my friends kieran had Followed me out, and I was on the ground making another show myself, like you know, <laughs> begging and begging uh, <laughs> to get back in. Eventually, met met Kieran, talked them, and they let me back in for some reason. Yeah. And uh, and then I I got to stay for the rest of the show. It, it was absolutely, but that wee moment of it being taken away from me, yeah. yeah uh this is so early oh god i honestly it was It was during mother uh the song mother it was like fourth in the set list or whatever i remember it. i'll never forget it because it, it was almost the worst night of my life you know i mean for for about <laughs> for two or three minutes um and then luckily enough i got back in i was very well behaved from that point on just sang my heart out as far as like per shows and stuff goes i like we've had plenty like i we i remember we had we've had three car accidents on the way to gigs Um, yeah, like, you know, and, uh, and then having to go and play the gig, um, and then all the power going out at the gig, um, while you're on, this was an OMA and Molly Sweeney's, I remember, um, it was like a battle of the bands and the PA and everything fucked up when we were playing, uh, I remember, I barely remember the gig because I was still shell shocked from being in the car accident. Like, yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, everybody was okay. This is why we're allowed to laugh, you know. I mean, it was all yeah. good. everybody was okay, but I remember. And then they had the audacity to place us second.
0: That's a, it's, it's like uh, the band we interviewed, um, uh, Winona Bleach, um, they yeah. were chatting about recording. Their album and they were chatting so again a they knew it came out if it was a producer or a mixer or something like this but he said they went to Portugal they recorded last year and they haven't still haven't been able to put it out because of COVID <laughs> and all that and they were t- telling him the story about going to Portugal and they, he said to them you can't sell an album without
4: a story. Uh, when on bleach, uh, Northern Light played with them guys quite a lot. Um, when they were called R51, yeah. um, they, re- they re- <clears throat> re- rebranded that, but a great band. I really, I'm really yeah. nice people, absolutely. They were, and it just, there was John A. Mel, just the, the two nicest people you could ever, uh, they, they really meet. are. Man, I, when we were uh, looking to put out kingdoms last year with Northern Light, uh, they were hooking us up with vinyl recommendations and all, like, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, just been super nice, like.
1: Will we uh, will we get into your
0: recommended track?
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Is it is it, it Shanna?
4: Shanna, yeah. Shanna,
1: hello. It's Hilo and the Tribes featuring Shanna, is it?
4: Uh, yeah, indeed, sure. but uh, uh, Shanna's the, the the one that we're sort of uh, promoting. Uh, she's a real talent, like, and i mean a real talent. But this is a, a real beautiful song. Our teens don't write diaries anymore. I, I, like you're on about song titles. Boom, boom. there you go. You know. And here it comes. Hi. Oh.
1: Song, isn't it? Super, it is. super song.
0: It's so uh, like sort of unassuming. So it is, it's that's gorgeous.
4: That unassuming is a really nice. See the confidence you have to have to sing like that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, that sort of oh, uh, uh, I think it's absolutely incredible.
1: It's, it, it's, it's a super alternative to what we because obviously yeah. our. our these episodes are loaded with lots of guitar music because that's that's the staple of what's around really but it's lovely to have something like that it's quite refreshing to get something a little bit different down again.
0: Yeah, absolutely and it's um <clears throat> what's the right way to explain it the like the, the sound of her vocal it's, it's got that kind of as if it's played back through like a busted stereo almost kind of
4: Vintage,
1: uh yeah, 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 yeah like like, yeah. like 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 a gramophone almost, you know, yeah, yeah. getting that crack crackling of the vinyl kind of effect. It's
4: produced That's really it. well, like it really is. It's it, it, it's interesting production, like you know, it it makes you think, and it's uh, and you're like, oh, so a few interesting things together, and then I, you know, how delicate her voices, and uh, you know, and how masterfully she uses it. Uh, it's quite something. Like as I say, I was running a night. In Dicey's, like I said, the uh, songwriters neck called Spirit of the Radio. And um yeah. and uh, and Shana uh, come on and played it a few times with Finbar, who's also in their band Tramp. And um uh, you talk about you know, making an impression, my goodness. Like uh, uh you might know uh, Mickey Ferry from Straban as well, who does uh, uh radio DJ and Derry in that, and uh, he's blown away as well, big supporter as well, like you know, certainly won the watch, no doubt about that.
0: Cause that is that. That's the first song, obviously, because that, that, that's Shana, and that, that's yeah. not her band. That's you. No, band
4: that's right. I think I think this is just a collaboration. You know that she's yeah, done. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, somebody quite sensible thought, let's get that girl singing on her track. Um, yeah. absolutely. You know, so I uh, I thought it was gorgeous, and I thought it was uh, really worth recommending for the show. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and thank
0: you very much. That's a great recommendation. So is. and and that's again, that's part of what we're doing. That's why we we're asking you know, our guests like yourself and everybody, because, you know, we want to play your music as well. You know, we have a couple of great tracks from me this evening, plus the one Gary recommended to us a few weeks back. And then we always say, you know, it's great then that, obviously, you know Shanna. of sure we want to produce... We, we wouldn't have known about her probably now at this time. It might have taken us maybe a few months, maybe a couple of years to ever hear of her. But the fact that we have it now, and it gives us and anybody that's listening... Oh, so, well, actually, hang on a minute. Yeah. You know, I'm not from that area. I wouldn't have known about that. Let me dig out more of that and go and listen more and just expand your horizons.
4: It's, I, I think, uh, you know, what is it? I'm, th- I'm 36 now. I don't know what, you know, you guys, but, you know, the world changes really quickly. And, uh, and I like, I think it's kind of like my responsibility to keep up to date with it, you know. Um, I have a great fear of being a, an outdated old man. Um, but uh, um, and so like even following uh, you know, Shannon and, and her band and other uh, younger artists around the country, yeah. um, has been really informative for me. Uh, just to keep up with things, to keep up with the change in of the tide, like you know, I mean the, the, it's just been really informative. And, and on social issues, especially on social issues, to be honest with you, um, because you know, you know, I like being where the fight is. You know what I mean? I think that's where the that's where the best art comes from, like. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, yes. uh, and the young people are normally flying that flag, aren't they? But, you know. Yeah.
2: So.
1: Like, like one of one of the things, obviously, the, the, it's in the title, you know, discover music NI, But if 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 you listen to this episode in full when it's done and and you're walking away listening to, you know, getting a band name or an artist name of somebody who's never heard before, then you know we've done our you know we've kind of done that right, and then if every listener goes away going oh, I really like them, or like, the, you know, oh, that guest was really good this week, or, you know, if they're going away going, I want to listen to more of that, then we've kind of spread the word in the right way, you know, it's been done On, the, the right way. Absolutely,
4: <laughs> guys. One of the things that haven't been in in the industry in this country now for a long time, one of the things that I can say is there's an attitude um, of, ah, it's a local band, you know? Yes, ah, right. it's a local singer. Uh, it's a, Well, the, the reality is now local bands, local singers are as of good a quality as you'll find anywhere yeah, uh, for, 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 for a variety of reasons you know uh, due to advancements in technology due to advancements of the country due to you know lots of different things and uh, I think you what you are doing will, will go a long way to helping that you know I mean uh, people hear the quality that you know Gav and Guy are on with it, and the guys in Winona Bleach and, yes. and Shanna you know like uh, Lauren Bird like uh, you know the quality's all there I think for a lot of people you know they're just used to the staple of oh if they're not on TV you know or if they're not from somewhere yeah. else they, they're not they're not they're not proper I think that's us wrapped up then I believe uh, come here, okay. thank you very very much guys honestly thank you so much I wish you was all the best Wait, I really do uh, thanks, thanks Dan, and around. like, like, like thank guys, best, well. best of luck
1: with all the, yeah. all the music going forward keep it up because uh, some sensational stuff there so uh, we'll, we'll get it out there get get more people listening to it and buying your records and uh, hopefully we, hopefully we will get to see you live uh, someday soon
4: yeah oh no we, we will don't you worry that's coming that's coming soon we'll, we'll be championing
0: it all day long
4: oh boom baby thank you very much guys I hey, honestly ah, no peace and love for right, hey. see you again all the best take, take care take cheers bye bye hey. 100% that's, uh, nice
0: one we've been just blessed by great guests.
1: I think it's <laughs> literally took the words out of my mouth. I think it's one of those things
0: too that um, everybody's so passionate about not, not just about their own music, but about the music that you know, that basically they're passionate about the things that we're trying to do and they want to get as much music out there and, and they love speaking about music. And, and it seems like everybody knows everybody as well. <laughs>
1: Thanks very much to Darren Doherty for coming along and having a chat with us and playing a couple of cracking songs there. Uh, We're going to play a song from another singer-songwriter called Luke Watterson and this is Cold and Dry. it is.
3: Hush now, baby And don't say a word my body around you. Just breathe and try to catch your breath. You'll never have to let go. Let go. Ah. I was petrified, There was know where to hide The big scary mom after me He held me down And then I trapped you Oh, how I missed you Could you please lay down beside me well, I'm cold and I'm dry And I can't get you off of my mind I guess it is when you cry Turn your face away, start searching, keep searching Can't get you off of my mind. I catch the tears when you cry. Turn your face away. Start searching. Keep searching. the pieces to mend your broken
1: heart. Uh, Another great track there this evening, Luke Waterson, County Down native, um, seems to be doing a bit of traveling around, uh, playing his trade. Um, so yeah, over to you, Corks.
0: Uh, great song again absolutely definitely recommend everybody keeping out for him um, excellent so he was
1: so next time round we have music from ferals rory Ellis, and our special guest will be modern rome looking forward to that
0: yes yeah, so that is that, that's us pretty much for for this evening um again thanks darn for coming on been great having him um we're going to play it this evening with our final track this is mob wife and the track is called wrist like one of these guys thanks for listening to this week's episode of the discover music ni podcast really do hope you enjoyed the show you can find us on all your favorite social media platforms just search for discover music ni don't forget to like and subscribe and you'll be kept up to date thanks take care